the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And this is our being broadcast on the 4th of July, Independence Day. Um, at least that's what we were taught when we, Don and I, were in school and in, and in college. But uh, that's no longer such. The, um, the prestigious, the cutting-edge of the left and the Democrat Party, the New York Times now say that we shouldn't even be celebrating uh, the 4th of July, that America was really founded back in 1619 by a bunch of slave owners. And it's been, you know, basically the same ever since. And uh, you, you better enjoy Mount Rushmore while you can before they blow it up and tear it down. That's Absolutely. the level of what uh, that's the level of what we've sunk to in this country. And I think all this, the leftists must have really been thinking all these things, but all of a sudden, because in the, in the um, avalanche and cavalcade of wokeness following uh, George Floyd's death, they now they can let out their inner totalitarians. They can let out their inner cultural warriors. Um, and you know, if these people, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, graduates, like we're going to hear one from Harvard, if they had a monopoly on guns and if they had no legal constraints like the uh, Red Guard of the Chinese Cultural Revolution, these people would do the same. They would engage in mass murder, torture, and imprisonment of everyone who disagreed with it. That's well, we they are. would. And we have tyranny unfolding all across the United States ever since uh, this year really unfolded. It started with the tyranny of an impeachment process over a ludicrous claim of collusion uh, with uh, the Ukraine. Then we leaped forward into covid territory where, OK, we didn't know enough about it. We were all willing to go two, three weeks, shut it down and see if we can flatten the curve. We did that. And now we're being asked to shut her down again by Gavin Newsom. And I think the hypocrisy of that is shown by a photo that the LAPD released on its Facebook page and Twitter account on 7-1, just hours after hashtag recall Newsom told us we shouldn't see our families for Fourth of July for gatherings this week. But it's A-OK to gather together if you've got um, a protest to attend. This picture of what looks like nearly 10,000 people, thousands of people, Greg, gathered outside of City Hall in downtown L.A., um, definitely not practicing social distancing, many of whom, many of the people are wearing masks of one degree or another, but definitely ignoring the governor's call and so we're supposed to give up our 4th of July. We're supposed to stay at home and only be with the family that we're normally with, that families, members from other locations shouldn't come over to celebrate 4th of July. But it's okay to protest and even to take that protest to a, to a uh, crank it up a notch to, you know, a violent mob. Um, we haven't really uh, discussed this in great detail, but I think that the couple out standing in front of their home in St. Louis with guns being vilified by the media as violent. Meanwhile, a mob of 200 to 300 people broke down a gate into a private community. And this was blocks away from where uh, the police officer, David Dorn, the retired police officer, forget off the top of my head if he was a lieutenant or a captain, was shot and bled out. Blocks away from that. Blocks away from where rioting occurred. And this couple is supposed to somehow just sit back in their uh, beautiful home as people trample across their yard, issue death threats, threaten to kill their dog, and they're not supposed to protect themselves? I mean, what we're what we're seeing 
unfold, of course, is the fact that if they, what weren't for double standards, the media and the left would have no standards at all, Greg. Well, that, that, you see this, and and they're replete with examples, not only in coronavirus, where it's it's all politically motivated. Uh, you see this in so-called climate change, where people that want us to take the bus ride around in SUVs and fly and take private jets and buy be- multi-million dollar beachfront mansions. Or you see, and you see this uh, when they, there was a uh, Fauci held a press conference and you have to wonder about this guy. How many times can someone be wrong and still be an expert? But he, he's wearing his mask during his press conference. But as soon as he thinks the cameras are off, takes off the mask. And, and yep. people people see this, and and they 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 destroy all of their credibility. Um, just an, another example of it is you know, is there's a lot of that, the evidence is that masks really don't help anything. Um, but Alex Berenson, who's a former New York Times reporter, has been one of the really good sources of objective information about coronavirus. And if you're not already following his Twitter account, uh, if you want a good source, that's the place to do it. So on Wednesday, he tweeted out an art, a link to an article that was done back, published in a dental journal back in 2016, before all the politicization of coronavirus. And it basically concluded that notwithstanding what we've, the, the dogma and the practice of the dental industry, is that even in a medical office, in a dental office, that masks don't serve to prevent disease transmission. On Thursday morning, as I was preparing to record the show and went to get that, find the article again, unfortunately, I saved a copy uh, before it got taken down. But they, they had, after Berenson had tweeted a link to it, they took down this 2016 article because it served to undercut the current narrative that they want everybody to wear a mask to show their subservience to the government and to help get people keep people fearful of coronavirus that's the level they're going to and people and people go i don't believe you anymore well i'm hoping that day comes it won't come soon enough between Big tech censoring us. And now you you love to talk about how big tech uh, is involved in bending the curve. That's the new term I think we need to use. Uh, Bending the curve when it comes to conservative speech on social media. They're actually being boycotted. Facebook, Twitter being boycotted by corporations saying you need to do more. You're not doing enough of this censoring. We're no longer going to advertise on Facebook as long as you're letting conservatives continue to uh you know speak uh unfettered un you know no obstacles you know leaving way too much of this stuff up. The idea that now corporate America and we've seen this with Nike and some of the other uh major companies that are are woke and I'm not sure if it's, number one, if it's a defensive move to make sure that they don't become the focus of a protest out front of their corporate headquarters or their storefronts get looted, or if they're at, they've actually been infiltrated by individuals who have graduated from universities that are steeped in their wokeness, that are now um, in the leadership of these companies so that they're, in, they're, they're instituting their social agenda and making their business platform a, a platform for advocating for their social uh, goals and objectives, their narratives. I'm not sure which it is, but it doesn't matter because in the final analysis, it's all the same. And until, if and until, and here's the problem, and Tucker has been just so spot on. He had, again, another massive uh, show this past week when he points to the fact that we our Republican leaders are not standing up to defend us. And he asks the question, who is going to stand up and then makes the point unless and until the people of America finally have had enough and begin to stand up and push back on this, they will continue to ask for more. There is no appeasing this group. You give them an inch and we know they take a mile. You give them one policy, they're going to come back for the rest of the bunch. So, Stop giving. 
Stop giving way. Stop allowing statues to be torn down. Stop allowing textbooks and history to be written. Stop it all. And until we do, we're just going to get more of the same. We're going to get more of these privileged graduates that think that everything America is about is about a country that is uh, guilty uh, to its to its inner core of its DNA with systemic racism. And the only way to resolve it is to burn it down. A lot like the Black Lives Matter from New York said to Martha McCallum that you can either take that literally or not. It's up to you because they're prepared to do whatever it takes. What I want to know is, are the people on the other side of the aisle, are they prepared to do whatever it takes to defend this country? That remains an open question. Um, General Flynn had an, had an article out in which he says that uh, a passionate, motivated 2% can control the country if the other 98% don't stand up and, and resist them. And that's, and that's the same way that the communists never had, when, when they took over in any country, they never had a majority. The Nazis never had a majority. What they had was very dedicated, passionate followers who were willing to do anything to seize power. And that's what, and that's what, the, that's what the far left has. And it's interesting. You just want to cycle back to you talking about the, the, the big corporations. To what extent is what we're seeing this bottom-up, the indoctrinated new communists uh, and socialists and Marxists are rising up? Or to what extent is this controlled, this is a top-down controlled revolution? And Tucker's taken the position, this is a, this is a top-down res- uh, revolution. These people at the bottom, yeah, they get motivated, but they can be turned on and they can be turned off. When the when the when the, when the, when the time is right, the books come out, are placed on the street, and they get they get they, they get motivated, they come out, and then it dies down. So that they've turned down the burner, and the burning and looting has stopped. That wasn't that wasn't helping their cause. So they're but they're still out there, and they'll march into your store, into a Target store, and demand that you never call the police on a black person, no matter what they do. So you, you, you can, they could be walking out the door with armloader merchandise. And you just you just let them go because they're black. But it's really a top-down revolution, and that's in part why you see why these big companies want to censor. They don't want to they don't want to flatten the curve of or bend the curve of conservative speech. They want to flatten the curve into in, into nothing. Rulers yep. have always wanted to control the flow of information to the people. It's so much easier to rule when the people voluntarily obey. We are. Victor, let's take a break here. And I was, was going to say, gonna I've, as, I've got a perfect way for us to lead into the next segment. Victor Davis Hansen has an article out. Universities are sowing the seeds of their own obsolescence. Go ahead. <laughs> and that's exactly right. We're going to at the start of our next segment, we're going to hear from a recent graduate of what used to be the most prestigious and elite university in the United States of America, and certainly one in the entire world, Harvard. And we'll see what the, what the results are of a Harvard education. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 5 AM 590. The answer. 
Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizens who, at this point in time, this July 4th, this celebration of our nation's birthday, need to have a face-to-face conversation with themselves in the mirror and figure out what you're willing to do in order to stand up against the mob. We have one example of a person who's a part of the mob. And to introduce this uh, person to you, I think a little bit of context is important. Uh, The New York Times, of course, Fourth of July weekend, Donald Trump planning this big rally at Mount Rushmore. And the New York Times saying that Mount Rushmore was built on land that belonged to the Lakota tribe, sculpted by a man who had strong bonds with the Ku Klux Klan, featuring individuals who were two presidents who were both slave owners. And, of course, we've seen the mob tearing down statues all across the country. Unfortunately, the mob's gotten a little too excited about staring down statues. Uh, tearing down statues and they've torn down statues of Ulysses S. Grant and individuals that really had nothing to do with the actual, I mean, Ulysses S. Grant, he's the one that led the Union Army to victory in order to free slaves in the process. I mentioned the uh, article by Victor Davis Hanson before the break, universities are sowing the seeds of their own obsolescence. Well, we have an example of one of the recent graduates of said university, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, all universities that have their own sordid history with slavery. In fact, the university, Yale University, that bears the name of someone apparently who was a slave trader, Princeton, who took the the name of Woodrow Wilson off of uh, one of its buildings because, oh, he's a racist. By the way, Princeton, you actually hired that racist to be president of the university and maybe what you should do is just cancel your whole university cancel the whole shooting match because you hired and made somebody who was a racist the actual president of your university well harvard what's that that works for me yeah let's just cancel them all well a harvard grad is now blaming donald trump supporters for losing her job, her dream job at one of the what used to be a big eight accounting firm, Deloitte, after posting on TikTok a video saying that she would stab anyone who said all lives matter. Now, I get it. She's woke. She's against, you know, she's she's a pure Black Lives Matter supporter. But then the crowd pushed back and it's her reaction to what happened to that. That is priceless. Let's first hear the cut of her saying that she would stab anyone who says all lives matter. Next person who has the sheer nerve, the sheer entitled caucasity to say all lives matter. I'm going to stab you. I'm going to stab you. And while you're struggling and bleeding out, I'm going to show you my paper cut and say my cut matters too. (laughs) Well, Greg, for that, apparently Harvard graduate, I think her name is pronounced uh, Clara Genover. She made that video earlier this week threatening to stab anyone who's had the nerve to say all lives matter. Well, somehow Deloitte got wind of it and said, you know what? You're not the type of person that we want working at our company. And she lost her dream job, Greg. Well, that's interesting because usually you can get away with saying on the left almost anything, whereas the most innocuous statement, you know, maybe there are some good police officers, maybe defunding the police might not be a good idea uh, to get you fired in many places. Or or you so, can be related to Derek Chauvin and lose your job because you're somehow related. Or you can be married to somebody who posts something and lose your job because you're simply married to them. That's just, that. That's how far the left goes. Go ahead. Yes. So that's it was a little bit of a surprise, but I compliment Deloitte for saying, yeah, this is this is just not uh, that's just not that's way over the line. This is not just a far out political view. But when you're absolutely calling and threatening violence against someone that you because you disagree with what they have to say, um, that's 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 a whole nother category. And I I compliment Deloitte on doing that and showing that there is just uh, some limit 
for what leftists can uh, get away with get away with saying compared to what happens with conservatives. So let's hear what this what this Harvard graduate had to say upon getting some bad news. Trump supporters just took my job away from me. I've gotten death threats, rape threats, violent threats. It was okay. But now it doesn't make my future. My future is entirely compromised because Trump supporters have decided to come for my life. God, this sucks. You guys suck. I'm too strong for you. I'm too strong for any of you. All lives matter raises Trump supporters. It sucks, but it doesn't suck as much as systemic racism. And I'm not going to stop using my platform to advocate for it. And I'm sorry, Deloitte, that you can't see that. That you are cowardice enough to fight somebody who's going to make an indelible change in the world and is going to have an impact. Boy, didn't she think highly of herself? Here, she's going to make an indelible change. This this incident really illustrates a couple of things. First of all, the damage that the participation trophy narrative has inflicted because they have no connection to consequences for actions, for failure. They don't they don't grasp that what this person just did was fail big time. They did something that they shouldn't. Have. Nobody should be doing that. Nobody should be issuing threats. But because of the environment that we're in, Greg, when you have Kathy Griffin holding a Trump head, when you have in, in uh, New York Central Park, uh, Shakespeare in the park illustrating uh, their animus towards Trump by dressing Caesar up as Trump and then stabbing him, people like this now feel they have permission to say whatever, do whatever without consequences. Madonna saying, we're going to blow up the White House now. All of these people have given a false sense of security to their side. And now the real world comes crashing down on her. And whose fault is it, Greg? Is it hers because she said something she shouldn't have said? No, she blames someone other than herself for what happens and this is typical of the participation trophy generation. Yeah, and as, as I mean, this is what she got for I don't know how many years she was at Harvard University and how many hundreds of thousands of dollars of uh, that her educate her court education unquote cost. But that's what you get. And remember last last week we were talking about the uh, move to California to require um, advanced anti-American Marxist victimology classes for, for everyone in the Cal State University system, also known as uh, ethnic studies. And a, a professor objected to that, saying, we're graduating people that can't do basic algebra or write a single or write a paragraph. So conversely, with this indoctrination is a wholesale dumbing down of any education that we used to get to. Uh, interestingly, Elon, we'll have a little bit of time here in this in this in this half. But Elon Musk came out uh, this week and said that college is basically for fun, not for learning. That you can get whatever skill, whatever information or skills you you want to pick up, you can pick those things up without going in for four years of partying and Marxist indoctrination. And also, in a little, not widely reported, is Donald Trump changed the federal hiring rules or is trying to work towards changing the federal hiring rules to look less at what degree you got and more at what skills you have. So I, I, so I, 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 haven't, I haven't read Victor Davis Hansen's article about colleges making themselves obsolete. Well, I, I think so, is they're vastly expensive, producing inferior quality education, again in quotes, and advanced anti-American indoctrination. So why are you going to spend hundred dollars or $200,000 to get a crappy education? When you don't need to, I yeah the, the the college business is absolutely ripe for contribu- for 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 compet- competition. And I'm going to stretch our time just a little bit here. Our friend Sean Flynn, who teaches at the Claremont Colleges, ran for Congress here in 2018. True tuition there is sixty eight thousand dollars a year, of which fifteen percent one five percent is spent on faculty compensation. This business is ripe for competition. 
It absolutely. And that's all the time we have for in this half. Stay tuned for another exciting half of Unite IE Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we talked about the ongoing assault on freedom of speech in America. Well, you know, the, the government can't lock you up, at least not yet. Uh, but they can, you can get yourself fired and your business boycotted. Uh, and it's, it's economic pressure that is being exerted to implement the same, the same ends to suppress freedom of speech. And Ben Franklin warned us that who would, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech. And this is, this is brought home to me um, in, the, in the following example. I have a friend, and I'm not, even, I'm not even want to identify this person at all. I don't want to cause this person any problems where this person works. But this person is, my friend is from China, mainland China came here, went to university here, and is now has a very good has a very good paying job at a prominent financial services company. And he called me he, uh, okay. the person my friend called me um, he was, and my friend was having an online debate about racial issues and some leftists had an idea of how to reduce racial, disparities in the criminal justice system. And my friend asked for my perspective on it. And while the idea was not as lunatic as defunding the police, in my opinion, the, the idea was completely impractical. But then I had to warn my friend from China that if he's, ha- if he, he's having an online debate, that he could be fired for that. And that, well, Unlike in China, the government can't send you to a labor camp for what you say. The government cannot harvest your organs and sell them like they do in China. He nevertheless cannot, he is not, he is not free in America to say what he thinks anymore. Hmm. On pain of losing his job. You and certainly got to be careful. You got to be careful the venue in which you express yourself. I'm very fortunate. Um, my employer actually pays me to have these opinion to uh, broadcast my opinions. So I doubt that they're going to, unless I get carried away and use the wrong, you know, use foul language or break an otherwise generally accepted rule in in broadcasting, which I won't do, obviously. But there there are so many examples of people who innocently take to their social media thinking that they're having a somewhat private off uh 
you know, work time conversation, and it comes back to haunt them. We just talked about uh, this uh, Harvard graduate who lost her dream job at Harvard because she used a social media platform to make a, a fairly obvious death threat you know, a threat of violence. I mean, there's so many things you could, she could have said, you know, if you say all lives matter, I'm going to come back at you with, uh, you know, all of my well thought out arguments. No, she chose to go right for, I'm going to stab you. And I'm going to, when, while you're bleeding out, I'm going to stab you again. Then I'm going to show you my paper cut. And I'm going to say all cuts matter as if to say, um, you know, while you're bleeding out and it, it, I guess it, years ago that might not have been so inflammatory, except that we do have people who are bleeding out on the streets of America because of what's unfolding uh, as a result of these protests that escalate into all-out riots. And even in the chop zone, on Thursday, a, a gentleman buried his son, the father of the 19-year-old who, uh, for whom police were prevented from getting to because the people in the chop zone were adamantly against police. So his son died, 19 years old. He's buried him this week. Two weeks ago, he died. He's gotten no answers from anybody, whether it's the authorities in Seattle or anyone associated with the quote-unquote leadership of the chop zone, such as it was. They even took the life of a 16-year-old driving through the chop zone and put the 14-year-old in the passenger seat in critical care. Who are the people that shot that person? And yet the media, we still focus in on police brutality. What about the brutality of these protesters themselves? And, you know, in all of this, with the, with the ascent of Black Lives Matter, Greg, I haven't seen a single reference to the terrorists that took to the streets in Dallas and shot five police in the name of Black Lives Matter. There has been no reference to that. All of those things are so much collateral damage on the way to root out systemic racism. People got to die in order for the revolution to have its, uh, to run its course. So you cry me a river to that Harvard grad who complained that Trump supporters took her job away from her when it's a tactic of the left to dox people they fundamentally disagree with you don't even have to say anything all you have to do is express your beliefs and if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time guess what you get doxxed you get outed and they come for your job and they make your life miserable it's exactly what happened to that couple in st louis who um were defending their property with a gun the media went after them the media crafted a narrative that these were the violent ones the media crafted a narrative that it was the peaceful protesters that invaded private land. And then the DA says, I'm not going to bring any charges against the people that issued death threats against that couple, which is the reason they went and got their guns and defended themselves. You know, Missouri has a castle doctrine that says, if you think that your property is under threat, you have the right to defend yourself. That's all these people were doing. And yet this, this uh, Harvard grad blames Trump supporters for taking her job and then has the temerity to say, Deloitte, you're cowards. You lost out on a great employee that was going to fundamentally transform the world. This is the this is these are the people that the university system is producing into our corporations. And this gal, her degree, her degree was in government and psychology. So that tells you what they're filling their heads with for people that are going through those classes. They come out with that notion that systemic racism is the great ill in America and needs to be purged. I'm not buying it, Greg. No, and it would be interesting if you could give that that, uh, same woman a basic exam, never mind any value judgments, but could you place within 50 years when the American Civil War occurred, within 50 years of when the American Revolution occurred. Who were the principal part? Who were the principal countries involved in World War One, in World War Two? Where was what, what country was Napoleon? I mean, Napoleon from, and so on. And I mean, I, I think we can imagine. I would, I would bet that she would, that that Harvard grads would score very, most of them would score very poorly on just a basic history exam or even a basic science exam what are the elements what are what is the relationship of gravity and force and some of the basic physics uh formulas that 
you have, you're not a, you're not a physics major, but you, you really ought to, you really, you really should know them, and you, and you should have learned them in a, in a, in a good education. So you're better prepared to be a citizen as well as just be a, a cog in some corporate, in some corporate gear someplace. But, but let's just defund the police and dismantle law enforcement. That'll right. fix everything. Yeah. And Tucker said this is what we're seeing is is that for years some people have warned about the rot and the corruption intellectual corruption going on in the universities and our, our, our Republican leaders just chose to ignore it. Most conservatives chose to ignore it, and what we've seen is now this is this is this is spilled this is spilled out of the universities. And Heather McDonald has warned the same thing. People thought it was going to be confined to the universities. The crazies there. And it ha- and it is it's spilled all over the place uh, because they they control the ideas of what the country and, and what the particular the ruling class the ruling elites uh, come to believe. Right. You know, um, yeah. we're going to go to, uh, in a little bit different direction, and we may, and this may carry over into the next segment. And this is this is really related to all of, all of what we're seeing, whether it's the, the the big lie of systemic racism, or Trump Russia collusion, or the coronavirus and the exaggerations there. Uh, it was almost totally lost in all the other news this week. But there's a uh, environmentalist named Mike Schellinger, Schellenberger came out and he's coming out with a book entitled Apocalypse Never in which he apologizes on behalf of himself and other so-called environmentalists for the climate change scare. And his position is, yes, that climate change is real, but it's not a crisis, it's not a calamity, it's not even our most serious environmental problem. The title of the book is Apocalypse Never, Why Environmental Alarmism Hurts Us All. And it's almost been totally lost, but, but the climate change scam is another one of these big lies you keep telling it over and over again and uh, they including in the government-run schools and the so-called universities he mentions that uh, British children 20% of British children have nightmares because they're so afraid of climate change and he, and he goes through and just de- demolishes it entirely of, of the whole agenda based on climate change. And related to coming, cycling back to what we were talking about before, he for a few hours had an article about his book post in on Forbes on their website. And the leftists descended on Forbes and Forbes caved and pulled his article. And that's, yes. where, and that's where we are. I mean, for, you think a journalist, I mean, we're going to publish what we want to publish. No one's going to tell us what we want, what we're going to publish. But they promptly caved and pulled down this article. Right. Well, that's just that's just part of the problem is that, you know, just as as is illustrated by this Harvard grad that uh, lost her dream job, they operate with impunity. They think that because they stand on this ground of, and by the way, in her apology, I'm sorry, in her crying response to losing her job, the the amount of privilege that exuded from that uh, 45 seconds, 60 seconds of audio eclipses anything, any privilege of anyone that I know that's involved in politics today. White, black, Chinese, Indian, India, Indian, whatever. That lady exhibited more privilege. I should be able to say whatever I want and get away with. Well, that's what freedom of speech is all about. She shouldn't. I agree with her. She should have been able to say that and not lose her job. But what we're talking about are rules that the left created. They created these rules. These are rules that stem from everything from Solinsky's rules for radicals to the narratives that the left has advanced. These are your rules. You got fired based on your rules, not our rules. It's your rules that take away jobs. It's your rules that censor free speech. It's your rules, not ours. As far as I'm concerned, 
What she said was perfectly fine. She shouldn't have to suffer the consequences of that by being fired from Deloitte. But guess what? Those are their rules. I'm going to push that just a little bit here. Interesting question. To what extent can a private employer, you know, fire somebody for what they say outside of work? So is there is there is there should there be any limit on how crazy, how how uh, threatening, how, you know, there's this uh, there was another video this week of a person uh, that was wearing a skirt, no top and a woman had a woman's hairdo. Uh, but uh, and was yelling at about line of police, including African-American officers, calling them race traitors and Judas yep, and, and so on. And, you know, is do you, do you should you be forced to hire or keep employing a person like that or this person who's going out and saying we should you know, stab people that we, that, we, that we disagree with? So is there some limit? To what you do, or is, let's suppose they are, they go out and they make uh, porn videos outside of work. Yeah, that may be constitutionally protected, but is there any limit to what you have to put up with as an employer? And maybe the rule should be maybe the, maybe just as we're going to have to to protect the right of all Americans to engage in politics and and have freedom of speech and be citizens. Is you have to be secure at work. If you have to work, is if you know that whatever you might say outside of work, you can get yourself fired. You're going to tend to shut up because I got a mortgage. I got a family to feed, got car payments to make. So I'm just going to tend to shut up. So maybe the law should be, you cannot, no matter how egregious, no matter how outrageous, no matter how insane or dangerous or bad, reprehensible, your off duty work speech cannot be a basis for disciplining you at work. So maybe, maybe that's what needs to happen. Hey, look, I, I, I don't disagree with that. In a libertarian world, you're absolutely right. You should be able to say and do to say whatever under freedom of speech. Um, and I said and do and I, I, I didn't mean and do whatever you want. But you should be able to say whatever you want without the kinds of economic consequences. But should should the employer have the right to say you're not the type of person that should be a part of our corporate culture? Take these cake baker you know, cases where a customer says, I want you to bake a cake for my gay wedding. And the baker says, no, that's outside my, you know, com- my circle of comfort for whatever reason, faith, comfort, whatever. Shouldn't that person have the right to decide what messages they're going to put on? Suppose you got a revolutionary that comes in and says, wants a message that all white people should die. It should should that that person have the right to sue that cake baker because they're not putting that message on it? Go down and get yourself a packet of icing from the grocery store and put your own damn message on the cake if that's if that's what it if that's what it takes. But 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 as I said, these are the left's rules. These this is what the left does. They gun for people to uh, they go to employers. They boycott. This is what they're doing to some of these programs on Fox. You know, they go after Fox News because of their uh, lineup. You know, we're going to demonetize your platform. We're going to take your money away. All of those things. The mob comes for you. Well, those are their rules. Well, sorry, but we got our own mob and we came for her and she's gone from Deloitte. You know, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't have impunity from the mob and at the same time advocate that the mob should exist in order to be able to inflict economic damage on your political adversaries. I'm sure you can. If you're, if you're on the left, there's no intellectual or moral consistency is absolutely required. It's all based on what serves your political interests at the moment. And right. we've run well on this segment. Time to hear for a word from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. 
Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And Greg, throughout the centuries of this country's existence, there are many private citizens that have given up their lives so that we could celebrate the 4th of July, the birth of this country, every year. And so, Greg, I just want to wish you a happy 4th of July, our audience a happy 4th of July. Enjoy your celebrations. Be safe. And... I hope we come out of this weekend with new resolve to defend this country and to do what's necessary to ensure that this upcoming election uh, is as successful in California as it could be over the entire rest of the country. America is, is probably a unique country in the world. Maybe there's another example, but I'm not aware of it, where it's not based on, really on geography or religion or a, a particular racial or ethnic group. But it was based on an idea, probably the most revolutionary idea in all of human history. And it was the why of America. And that was written in the Declaration of Independence that was adopted uh, July 4 on 1776. Now, we don't have time. It's worthwhile reading the entire document. We don't have time to do so on our, our radio show. The, the, key, the key part the why of America, and nations need a why, whether it's geography or ethnicity or racial. I mean, this is why we, why we have a country. And they wrote, Thomas Jefferson wrote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the most, that's the most common quoted part. But the next sentence in America is just as important. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And it was that idea, it was the basis of America that set off and made America the greatest, most freest, most prosperous country in the world. And that is under attack. That is a question of whether that is even going to survive. And as you said, have that conversation in the mirror about what you're willing to do to see that the country survives. Now, you found a a great song. We're going to go out with it in honor of the 4th of July weekend. And please enjoy. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Where the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, equal housing opportunity.